Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. This episode is part of a very special series I have curated for you. Your level of emotional intelligence is one of the most significant contributors to your success in life, however you choose to define success for you. In my emotional intelligence workshops, I use the EQI 2.0 model to help professionals and leaders assess how they are doing in self-perception, self-expression, interpersonal relationships, decision-making, and stress management, the main areas of the model. The model contains 15 competencies grouped into each of the areas I just mentioned. You can learn more about the model at mhs.com. So what is so special about this series? Each episode is a deep dive into a competency from the model with an expert who provides you with strategies for improving your emotional intelligence. In this episode, Hassan Kamel shares the importance of emotional self-awareness and how you can become better aware of your emotions. Hassan is the lead consultant for OKA. He is a master trainer, a skilled facilitator, an experienced executive coach, and organizational development consultant. Welcome, Hassan. Thank you for coming back on the show. Well, thank you, Chris. Pleasure. Yeah, well, for those listeners that haven't heard your other two episodes, which they better have, so I recommend you go back if you haven't, can you share a little bit about your background with us? Sure. So um, I work here at OKA, a small firm in Northern Virginia, Fairfax, Northern Virginia, as their lead consultant. And my background is really in organization development, uh, leadership development, and emotional intelligence happens to be one of my topics that I started with a bit of skepticism toward, but then I grew to really appreciate and see its value in many facets, professionally as well as personally. Uh, believe it or not, prior to that, I used to be in hard science, uh, environmental science and public policy, and changed 180 degrees to come into the field of OD or organization development. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> see, I understand, you know, coming from criminal justice to this. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yep. But it, it's funny how there's all still some interrelatedness yeah, to Very what we do. So. <laughs> so yes, indeed. Yeah. So speaking of emotional intelligence, today mm. we're on emotional self-awareness, uh -huh. <laughs> the, the subscale. So True. can you define that for us first? Sure. So a definition of it would be really, it's my awareness of my emotions, the cause of my emotion. First of all, what I'm feeling. Can I name it? Can I identify what it is? Can I name it? Do I understand the source of what's causing it? And do I understand how it's impacting me in a way that I show up in the world a certain way? So that's really in a nutshell, that's what emotional self-awareness is. Um, put slightly differently, it's understanding our own emotional landscape. What's, what's going on with us? And yeah. how is that impacting the way we show up and engage the world around us? I love that. And so now, why do why is this important? Not that you need to convince me, but you know, maybe for some of those listeners, <laughs> why is this important? 
Absolutely, because we are constantly being sent signals, biological, physiological, biochemical signals that are emanating from our emotional states. And our emotional states can really color the way we engage a situation, whether we engage it positively with enthusiasm, negatively with, uh, you know, hesitation, tentativeness, maybe fear, anxiety, all of that. So understanding how our emotions play a huge role in how we engage the world around us, it behooves us to at least be aware of them. I mean, our emotions, as I call it, not to use too much of a militaristic example, but it really is an arsenal of weapons we bring to us to engage any one situation, a tool set that we carry around our tool belt. So being able to use the right tool for the right situation in the right context with the right people matters. And having versatility is important. Also having competence in how I leverage that tool and use it is important. So if we think of our emotions as tools that help us engage a situation appropriately or not, then we'd better be aware of what's going on with us. Oh, absolutely. Right. And this is foundational to a lot of the other some subscales, like interacting with others, stress tolerance, all that stuff. Very much so. And if we think about it, it's our emotions are a current uh, wave, but underneath it, it's even a current. And understanding how we navigate those waters means that we need to understand our currents and be totally in touch with what's going on underneath the surface with me so I can show up in the best possible way. And I can leverage those emotions and use them to my advantage as opposed to let them overtake me like a tsunami. Yeah. Oh, I love that analogy. Yeah, and I, that would be especially important in recent times, right, with all the, the stuff we've been going through. Oh, yes. And we deal with a lot of frontline medical workers who deal with that on a regular basis. Just the medical field in general, emergency, you know, uh, medicine, that's another area, of course. So, I mean, you name it, I think the current events are impacting everyone to one degree or another. Being emotionally self-aware is rather important in these times. Yeah. So now let's say, what does it look like when someone's using this effectively? Well, um, often when I say emotional self-awareness to people, especially people who don't invest the time in exploring their emotions, they think, oh my goodness, that's going to take so much psychic energy and planning and articulating what's going on with me and thinking about it and so forth. So Yes, at first, maybe if I don't have that well developed, it may take a while. But just like going to the gym for the first time, we work muscles that we don't usually work out. So it becomes painful. Yes. And But with time, with uh, consistent working out, that muscle strengthens. And over time, it becomes more natural. It becomes integrated as part of my repertoire of what I do day in and day out. Same thing with emotional self-awareness. At first, it may be difficult, but the more you practice and develop the muscle memory, those behavioral modification you include in your day-to-day of pausing, reflecting, and maybe journaling, maybe talking with someone about it, ultimately becomes a quick moment of let me just scan my own emotions and pivot and be ready to engage life. Nice. Yeah. So someone who's effective in this can can identify when those emotions pop up. You know, what is it? Maybe what's causing it and how can I best address it? Very much so. Even 
to the degree that you, let's say, oh, it's so cumbersome for me to do that. If you develop an awareness of what are your own triggers, what are my triggers? Why am I triggered a certain way? That's a step in the right direction at developing the, the emotional self-awareness. It's to be aware of what are my triggers and why. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So then let's look at then building that muscle. So awareness of triggers, what else can we do if we're not maybe necessarily as effective at the emotional self-awareness? Well, if we can pause just every once in a while throughout our day and take a moment to reflect on what am I feeling? Why am I feeling that? Is it a primary emotion, a secondary emotion? What's the root cause of that emotion? Um, if it helps, maybe engage someone who knows you rather well and can see you from the outside in and can read your body language and tell you potentially what you're exhibiting. Mm. That's another way of doing that. Um, now, of course, in the day and age we live in, there's an app for everything. And there is an app actually that looks at how can I gauge and measure my emotions and understand them better. Uh, and it's put together by the uh, Yale uh, Center for Emotional and Social Intelligence. So Yale University researchers got together and developed this app for people to use it. It's called Mood Meter. I think it's 99 cents or something like that. So it's relatively cheap, but it's a way to help us be in touch with what's going on. Because many of my clients tell me, Hassan, I'm just going to, I get swamped with, uh, you know, the day-to-day -day events and I forget to pause and reflect and write. Okay, well, this app can send you signals or an alarm to go off and say, okay, in next possible opportunity, just take a moment and look at what emotions are you experiencing in the moment to be able to capture them, to reflect on them, to be able to identify them. Because Developing emotional self-awareness is also developing emotional literacy. Am yeah, I yeah. aware and can I read my own emotions and identify? Yeah. So how can, so reflecting on that, on emotions yeah. that pop up, what if, uh, and I was speaking from a little bit of experience in the past, you know, like, oh, everything's okay. I'm fine. Right. When, when, and then something happens mm -hmm. and you figure out, whoa, you're not fine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so how, how can you learn to to notice that more other than just the, the pause? So pausing, but then you're like, I, I think I'm fine. But then, you know, something happens like a stress-related thing. Any suggestions? Or even happiness or whatever. Kind of realize your own physiology. Mm -hmm. Why am I, uh, you know, why did my mouth all of a sudden become so parched and I need a sip of water? Um, why, when I get excited, I, I start, you know, speaking incessantly or something like that. Um, or when I'm really happy and relaxed, what does that feel like inside my body? So a way to get attuned to your own body signals and our own physiology is a great indicator of that. Why did I start perspiring all of a sudden? And I really, uh, you know, in this situation, I'm just sweating like crazy. Why is that? What's caused that? That's, yeah. that's one way to stay attuned to. So getting really curious is what I'm hearing. Very much yeah. so. I think you used a very powerful world, word. It's really get curious, get curious. Yeah, not judgmental, but just curious. Hey, yeah. why am I experiencing what I'm experiencing? What I'm experiencing right now, and it could be positive or negative, or yeah. even neutral. So I'm almost hearing too, like uh, doing a body scan on a regular basis with your brain. <laughs> Very much so, because ultimately, when we hone in our emotional self awareness, then 
I know my own motivational, emotional motivators and motivations. So I can leverage certain positive emotions and I can actually keep that fueling me in embracing life, embracing the next situation or next challenge that I'm facing. And know when I experience negative emotions, how they get in the way and I can pivot from them. So it's being able to really navigate our own emotional landscape and waters. And that requires a sense of being in tune with what's going on. Yeah. Ooh, when you said motivation, I thought of, um, well, of course, I thought of drive. I know you guys have a new assessment that you, yes. you're, you're involving in, but I also thought about um, energy levels. Like you, your energy level could, I know there's other things that feed into it, right? But it could give an in- indication of, hey, do I need to do some, some digging here? Very much so. Why am I energized with certain situations and in certain circumstances while I feel so drained and absolutely just don't want to do it, don't want to engage it, I'm down, unmotivated, all of that. Those are all signals that should also help us explore our emotions a bit better and understand what's causing that. How can I manage that? Yeah. Well, and I know since I mentioned drive, I'm sure there's some listeners like, what is that? Can you share just a little bit about that? Sure. So DRIVE is a rather new assessment or tool that looks at what motivates us and what demotivates us. So why are we engaging certain things in life with enthusiasm? And when someone says it's like, oh, let me have that, let me have at it and so forth. And other things tend to demotivate us or we feel drained from it or worse yet we begin to project everything we think negatively about it onto the person that just brought it to our attention and so forth. And then that can color in a negative way our interactions with our colleagues, our family, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. Let's say we know that uh, it's it's good to balance out these uh, subscales. So what mm-hmm. balances out emotional self-awareness? Well, think about it. Emotional self-awareness is really being and paying attention to myself, what's going on internally. Any of the subscales that take our attention to the outer world around us can help us counterbalance that. Or if I'm hyperactive in my emotional self-awareness, which really can take a, you know, a navel gazing quality of I'm just uh-huh. so self-absorbed. Well, can I practice some empathy, attention to others and others' emotions? Or can I interact with someone and build my interpersonal relationship with someone else, with someone else. So anything that can take my attention away from being so self-absorbed and direct it towards the outer world around me can help me tone down excessive emotional self-awareness. Because if you think about it, Chris, if I'm so aware of my own emotions and I can give you a litany about what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, why, But then all of a sudden, someone walks in the room, a colleague, a friend, a family member, and I'm totally oblivious to what their emotional states are. That can, it's like, so you're so well-versed about yourself, but you didn't even notice the nonverbals of this person who walked in the room. So attention on others can help me kind of tone down my incessant and excessive attention to my own emotional state. Our navel gazing. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I know there's an answer. We go to the different scales to figure out, subscales to figure out how we can better improve all of them. So uh, yeah. looking at, so say we're, we're good at self-awareness, but we're not good of awareness of others, or mm-hmm. maybe we're too aware of others and not aware of ourselves. What if we're just bad at both? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, if we're bad at both, then, I mean, there are so many roads or avenues I can take. But yeah. one can argue that starting to develop my own emotional self-awareness or my own self-regard or something that has to do with me can at least begin to develop into a solid foundation that I can build the rest of my emotional intelligence on. It, one can argue that it all starts with self first, uh, to be in touch with who I am, what's going on with me. And when I can read myself, I can begin to see it in others and detect it in others. Again, this may be just my perspective on it, but to me, through the many coaching sessions I've you know, had with people using emotional intelligence, that's usually an easier thing to hook, yeah. focus on atten attention on self, build that, build a foundation in that, and then let's begin to expand it to the rest of the world around us. Oh, yeah. No, agreed. Self-awareness is the first step in a lot of things, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anything else we need to know about emotional self-awareness? It's not as... You know, it's not about becoming, oh, so sensitive and so absorbed in your own emotions and so forth, and you only speak the language of emotion. Remember that emotional intelligence is about using our cognition and emotional data in order to live a more effective life. So I think we've come a long ways, but still some people are rather tentative when you say start anything with the word emotional. In yeah. It. Ooh, so that don't let foo -foo. that fool you. What's that, Chris? <laughs> the foo-foo stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's almost like when people respond to soft skills. Well, they're yes. soft skills because there is no one prescriptive recipe. Everybody's approached differently to get their desired results. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, I've actually, I, I don't like the term soft skills because they're really hard. <laughs> I'm with you. They're the harder of this, the harder yeah. of the sets, the skill sets that we That's have to it. develop. So I'm trying to change it to human skills. <laughs> I don't blame you. One Let's start a movement. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm on board. <laughs> now, um, can you share a little bit about uh, OKA's products or services? Sure. So OKA is a small firm in Northern Virginia that specializes in um, organization development, leadership development, but really developing oneself to be a more effective leader and therefore a more effective, you know, um, member of society, member of a family. I don't like to delineate too much. We don't just work with people in the professional arena. We work with them to be a better person, to be a more yeah. effective individual. And that's both professionally and personally. We do that sometimes through uh, assessments, through 360 assessments as well. If you want to get what do I think of myself and how do others around me, the circle of people around me, engage me or see me as. But we can also be very tool or assessment agnostic. If the solution were about finding a solution that gets you where you want to be professionally and or personally. So if that involves tools and assessment, then we have an array of them. If it doesn't involve tools and assessment, we still work with you to help you hone in your leadership skills and become a more effective leader, whether it's self-leadership or leadership of others, or at the strate strategic level of an organizational leader. I love that. You serve the whole human in, yes, in human it's the skills. Whole concept. Yes, in human <laughs> skills. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So, what's your final piece of advice for our listeners on emotional self awareness? 
explore it, explore, you can, this might require you taking the assessment and seeing where you fall in relationship to all the subscales that you will hear about and you've heard about thus far. How engaged are you with each of them? And are there any drastic imbalances that you can work on? I've never seen someone's report where I say, great, you're emotionally self-aware and emotionally intelligent. You have nothing to work on. That being said, there are always areas where you go, I drive my strength and success out of those. I derive them from doing those subscales, engaging in just the perfect degree in life. And there are always one or two areas that I can work on to better, to become a better person and become a better leader, a more effective individual. Always, right? <laughs> explore it, explore it. Always. Especially in the times we're in, I yeah. think, because our resilience is really rooted in our ability to be emotionally intelligent in dealing with situations. Yeah. Oh, well stated. Oh, thank you, Hassan, for joining us today. You're most welcome, and thank you for this time. If you'd like to learn more about Hassan, visit his website at oka-online.com. Christina delivers her speeches to diverse global industries on a variety of topics. You can learn more about booking her for your event at ChristinaEans.com.